You've got questions, we've got answers. My name is Tracy Meisner and welcome to Run It Like You Own It, a podcast dedicated to helping film, video, and broadcast journalism teachers navigate safely through the teaching waters. So I've taken a little break uh, for the past few weeks to kind of reflect on this semester. Uh, what went right, what went wrong. For me, I need to know why something went wrong and how can I learn from this lesson. So today I'm going to talk to you about correcting mistakes. Um, I will tell you that as a teacher, we all make them. And the best thing that we can do is learn from them. So Today I'm going to talk to you about a situation that cropped up in my class, in my uh, sixth period film class. Now let me tell you a little bit about this film class. Uh, This was created by me uh, last year. Uh, I went to the county the year before and said, I want to teach film, and they said, you need a BFA, and I said, well, it's actually part of my curriculum, and I want to create a class dedicated to everything film. We want to study film. We want to have discussions about film, and to get into this film program, you actually need to apply. You need to have completed two years of my video program so that you know about production. You know the elements of production. You know how to get good film, how to get good sound, how to edit, and what we want to do is focus in on storytelling. So my capstone project for this semester is the documentary, and the documentary is the first time that these students are creating work that is of length, and the minimum length for this documentary is seven minutes. And I know for some of you, you're saying that's really not that long. Uh, This is seven minutes of pure perfection. So the documentary is a research-based project. So the student gets to pick whatever project they want to do this uh, documentary on, but they have to do the research And then they have to pitch the project to me and to the class. And they have to give me a log line. They have to tell me what they're going to do, how they're going to get interviews, and basically sell me as if they wanted to produce this project and have me fund it. So this project is about, I would say, eight weeks in length. It's the longest project that I've got, and I do make plenty of deliverables up front. So basically, they have to give me an outline of what they're going to do. They have to give me a list of everybody that they're going to interview, their contact information, and then eventually they have to give me um, B-roll. They have to give me the raw footage, they have to give me at least four interviews, they have to cite everything that they put into this project. And the project was due last Friday. And every one of these students has their own editing system. And I know for some of you, this isn't particularly, this is something that 
most students don't have. Um, I happen to live in a in an area where, or teach in an area that is pretty affluent. So I'm not expecting everybody here to to have their own editing systems. Um, my students were editing on their own systems, and we had checkpoints along the way. And when they started to fall short, I basically could bail them out before the project was due. And then we had a rough cut, and the rough cut was due roughly about a week before the actual video was due. And the students had a long four-day weekend in which to tidy up everything and get everything on track. And on the day before it was due, I received a group email. Uh, basically, this, the class is fairly small. There's only 13 students in this class. Most of them are seniors. And they wrote me an email that said that they wanted to produce a great project, but they needed more time. And so the day the project was due, um, or the night before the project was due, I reflected a lot. Uh, for me, I felt like a failure. Um, I felt like I didn't have a good handle on this project. I didn't, I just, I don't know, I, I felt like a failure. And I put my heart and soul into this project. I showed them documentaries. We went over how to film interviews, how to arrange the interviews. I went into minutia detail on the structure and the elements of the documentary. And what I got back was a mess. Um, students, you know, at the last minute said their interviews bailed on them, um, though they couldn't prove that they had actually contacted all of the people. Uh, several of the interviews were done outside in traffic and I couldn't hear or make heads or tails of the interviews which rendered them useless and so rather than chastising the students um, we sat and worked on what was the problem in order to solve the problem, we had to define what the problem was. Obviously, the big one was time management. They didn't realize how long this project was going to take. And so each student got up and delivered what their particular problem was. And what they found was while they delivered on their problem, somebody else delivered another problem that they totally agreed with. And so rather than chastising them, I asked them, do they feel like they could salvage their project? And ultimately, that's what I want. I want a good project out of this. And so I let them work on solving some of the problems. Several of the issues that they had were they edited some of their footage in the timeline rather than up in the bin. I'm not a big fan of putting your entire interview in a timeline, then chopping it up, and then trying to edit from the timeline. It's just not 
good process. So I think the students learned their lesson, no matter how many times I told them, don't edit in the timeline. They did anyway, and then they realized, huh, this is wrong. So they learned and I learned, uh, unfortunately, the hard way how to get through this project. But ultimately, um, I've given them a little bit of an extension. Um, we're going to actually have a producer's meeting on Tuesday. And this producer's meeting will be an individual meeting and will actually go through each and every piece of their video so that they can understand how to make it better. Um, I want to make my students good filmmakers, good storytellers. And I think they learned a valuable lesson, and I learned a valuable lesson. I am going to explore this project again next semester. However, I'm going to make it a team project. Um, I think this, is, this was really difficult for each individual student to work on a project all by themselves. Um, this is kind of a college level project. Uh, the rubric had probably about 30 different items on it that I grade on, uh, not just content, camera, editing, and audio. I grade on uh, structure, storytelling, uh, lighting, um, just pretty much everything about this piece. So here's my piece of advice. Some of you are going to have projects that are really, really good, and some are going to fail. And the ones that fail, you could probably learn a little something out of the failures. At least I know I have. Um, I constantly tweak my projects. And if you go to my website on my calendar, uh, the website ahsvideo.com, and you click on the calendar, I tweak how long each project takes and I try to make the projects as quick as possible to give the students less downtime to kind of fool around basically it's every project is all the same they they brainstorm they write they shoot they edit they deliver and some projects are going to be awesome some are going to be just terrible and all I can tell you is that in the 10 years, okay, you, you get a few terrible ones. Sometimes you get a bad streak of ones. Um, that's the time you pull back, you kind of regather, and it's important that you talk about the failures to the entire class, not chastise them, but literally ask them what went wrong. They're gonna give you the answers. And in those answers, it's going to help tweak your lessons. And ultimately, because we're so project-based, um, your projects are going to be a little bit better the next year. Or re-explore it next semester. I know um, several of my projects that are really, really good that the students love. We explore two times a year. Once at the beginning of the year and once near the end. And I think the students can really see their growth um, and for that I just want to say it's okay to fail even as a teacher it's okay to fail and I want you to keep going and keep striving to make 
good lessons and also learn from them. So, I want to wish you guys a great week. We've got uh, Thanksgiving coming up real soon, then a couple of weeks, and then we're in the final exams. And then we've got a long three weeks of a great holiday break. And I want to wish you guys a great time and a great end of the semester. And uh, again, thanks for joining us. And if you would, please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, It's under the video teacher. It's called Run It Like You Own It. And you can get more information about me and about my program at thevideoteacher.org. You can also find me on YouTube, uh, The Video Teacher. And uh, so I'm going to bid you guys adieu. And thank you guys for tuning in. And go out there and work on those lesson plans and get that information from your students to give you a better feel and a better perspective of your lessons. I know I have, and I've learned a lot from my students. So I want to thank you for joining me. Until next time, run it like you own it.